Welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. You know what time it is. It is six o'clock. It is Tuesday. So that means it is time for me, Powered with Rhonda, live on JQLM Radio. And I've got an incredible show tonight. I cannot wait to tell you all about it and who we have as a guest. Very special friend of mine. But before we do, for those of you that are just joining us for the first time, I want to make sure that everybody knows just how to tune in and share this and get everybody watching because this this show tonight is going to be a great one. So Lady J, tell them how that they tune in tonight. If this is your first time tuning into the show or to JQLM Radio and you would like to share with your family, friends and followers on all the different ways that they can tune in, be sure to tell them to download the JQLM Radio app on their Apple or Android devices. You can also listen live to JQLM Radio 24-7-365 via Amazon Alexa, TuneIn app, the Stream and Simple Radio app, and a host of other platforms of which you can find located on our website, where you can also listen live at egoentertainmentnet.com. Also, don't forget to follow, like, and share us. We do follow back. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio. You can also connect with Ego Entertainment Network at egoentnet, that's E-G-O, E-N-T-N-E-T on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter also. Also connect with us on LinkedIn at Ego Entertainment Network. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our YouTube channel, Ego TV Network at youtube.com forward slash Ego TV Network. All right. And you can follow me on several platforms as well. We've got a show page just for me powered with Rhonda and on LinkedIn. I am at me.powered. Also, everybody knows me um, on Instagram is Rhonda T and ATL. And my Instagram name is at me.powered as well. We're working on releasing our website and it's in the works. I promise you guys it's coming it's going to be uh, mepower.co. So make sure that you uh, keep your eye out for all of that. And you can, of course, listen to us on all the platforms that um, Jacqui just said a moment ago. Right now, I'd like to introduce my guest to you. Now, he is my friend and uh, it's a funny story how we met. Uh, I had no idea who this man was when I met him, but uh, that that's what made such a great foundation. So I would love to Welcome my friend, Judge Kareem West to the show. So welcome, Kareem. How are you? Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for being my guest tonight. And uh, and I know you were very uh, specific about you don't have to use the title. Just I'm just Kareem. Of course. Yes, Kareem. <laughs> so, yes, Kareem. So honor honor think, to be here. <laughs> yeah, so if everyone thinks I'm not being respectful because of Judge, now this is his preference. And um, it's funny how we met because when I met you, uh, Ron told me you were a lawyer. So I thought I was just talking. I mean, we just started chopping it up and talking and uh, and I thought you were a lawyer. And then I found out you were like the judge judge. I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize No, I'm still a lawyer. Though. I'm still a lawyer. Still right, a lawyer. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Virginia, Virginia is tuning in. She was on a little uh, couple shows ago. Um, but what yeah. I love the way that we met because it removed all of the um, getting nervous. And had I met you a different way, I may not have been as open. And we just talked about we were we were cutting up about people in the room. We were, you know, we were talking. Yep. <laughs> yes, and we you were, were yep. this yep. really cool guy. And um, 
And then when I found out you were the judge that I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh gosh, now I hope he hasn't changed his opinion of me. But I love the fact that you were so welcoming and uh, you made me feel comfortable. And so I know the feeling that I got from you, that has to be such a gift that you know your your kids get from you when they see you in the courtroom because you're very approachable you're not scary and, and everything like that and so that's why I'm, I'm so thrilled to have you here and to show people another side of um what a judge is and you know to let people see just how approachable especially you are and how big your heart is so i'm so thrilled and i cannot wait for everything we're going to talk about today Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here and I appreciate the chance. Thank you, Ron. Uh, this is my pleasure. Now, we'll let everybody know I'm on baby detail right now, okay? Because. <laughs> <laughs> we'll interview me. Well, what had happened was, okay, <laughs> when I got off work today, this morning, it was pouring, raining out. Hey, Sasha, how you doing? It was pouring. And my daughter, she, um, we switch like as I'm coming home, she's leaving to go to work and she always takes the baby. It's a five month old baby to um, daycare. And I didn't want her to have to take him out in the rain because he was sick. And I, and I had messaged her and I said, hey, I'll be home soon. If you want me to keep the baby, I will. So he's asleep right now. But if he wakes up or you hear a baby crying, we're going to have to like break to a commercial or or Kareem's going to have to hold the show for a second while I go get the baby. Right. We'll bring him on camera <laughs> and we're going to have a co-host and he's very cute to look at. So Perfect. Perfect for me. So, <laughs> so be forewarned. There may be a baby in the mix. So Great. Which Great. is perfect. So you're a juvenile judge. So you deal with kids all day long. So right. how perfect is that? So <laughs> I got your bio and everything and um you know, you have a background in law, obviously, ahead of time, um, and you had your own law firm. And then you just recently, uh, in 2018, you were selected as a part of the juvenile court system to for Cobb County. Now, since you've been in that role, what what was your heart? Why did you want to go into that role of the court system? Great question. So um, and I think I. I um we may have talked about it. So my wife and I were um, away at a time and, and we were um, we were talking about some things. We had a few things going on in our, in our lives. And so um, I don't know why it was on my mind, but to make it have an impact on young people, um, to give them confidence, to make sure they understood that, um, hey, you can trust uh, us here, the adults in what they call the system, right? Yeah. Um, so for me, my background and the, and the way I grew up and how I, I was raised, mm -hmm. um, you know, treat people as you want to be treated, right? right. Uh, I always thought that my purpose, the purpose that led me here, prepared me to be, mm -hmm. how can I say, as a positive influence for yeah. young people, um, letting them know, hey, you know, you and I are the same. We're no mm -hmm. different. We're right. the same person. Right. You are me, actually, or I am you. Either mm -hmm. way you want to look at it, but right. what I'm doing, I'm holding for you. Yes. Right. I'm holding for you. So. Yeah, and I love the the stance that you have because you're such a positive role model. And um, for those that are not on the video part, you know, I mean, you're you're African American, and I get 
that yeah. feeling from you, if you remember that picture of Obama where he put his head down and he touched his hair. And that's, that's the feeling I get with you whenever I'm around you, because not only are you a judge and you're there, to, you truly care about these kids. You're not one of those ones that believes kids are bad and you just throwing the book at them. I mean, you, you no. go to great lengths to work with them. And what is so, so positive for them is like you just said, they're you and you're them. And here they can see somebody in your position and you're kind and you're treating them with respect, regardless of what they do. And yet that can motivate them to see that, wow, I could actually be a judge too, that that's not outside of my reach. So that's what I love about you. And you're everywhere in the, in the community because we keep bumping into each other. And, um, <laughs> yeah. it, and I'm like, everywhere I go, I'm like, okay, you and I are supposed to do something together because everywhere I go, you're there. We keep bumping, bumping, bumping into each other. So you are yep. so yep. present at everything. You know, from- I appreciate it. My, I, I try to, I mean, the work is done away from, uh, to me, the court and in the community as best you can. Um, I want people to see, have trust in our, in our juvenile court family because the entire building, we consider ourselves a family. Right. And so I want, you know, the main thing um, I always told my wife and the way I was raised, um, if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. So yes, it becomes tireless and yes it becomes um, sometimes agonizing but mm-hmm. that's what makes it purposeful okay. uh, and so for me I love being able to see a young person feel confident mm-hmm. and say hey you know he is just a normal dude normal guy that's why I don't like young people to say judge this or honorable that sort of thing I'm Kareem you know I'm Kareem West I'm representative of my father and mother Philip and Carolyn and um, I was your age. Yeah. It may look, and, and, and to say that about the hair, uh, of course, no one would touch my hair because it's all gone <laughs> because my daughter took it all away. Uh, it, but um, but my, my mom was a school teacher, so she had a lot of care for kids, 32 years. Wow. Uh, school teacher. My father was always in the community. He was a politician, of course. A lot of people may have their own disposition as far as what that goes but what i do i learned from him and i've learned by looking at him the way he did things he cares and when you're driven by purpose you are going to care at least i would be hopeful that you would and i know for my life my entire life even in my law practice when i was a prosecutor when i was a pro board member Mm -hmm. um i always cared about how i treated people that that meant something to me yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's what makes the difference with you. And um, I think that's what allows kids to really believe that they can change and that you don't see their mistakes. You don't see the charges. You see the, mm-hmm. you see the child, you see the, you, you see the heart you see, and they can feel that. And you, when you show up at, like we were just talking before we came on, when you show up at the graduations, yep. when you show yep. up at the, the black history bowl, when you show up yep. at the community yep. events and you're cheering them right. on in their element, they're also seeing you everywhere and you're coming to their terms and to their turf, so to say. Um, and you're, you're never in a suit like you're hardly ever in a suit. Um, no. So that makes you that much more approachable. And, you know, trust is a very big thing. And if you're the people, you know, especially kids, they, they need that consistency to build that trust um, because you're showing 
that you're going to be there. You're going to show up and you're going oh, to yeah. be present. And that makes all the difference in the world. Oh, yeah. And that, that's like Nick said. Like, uh, now, you know, I, I called you this. We talked about this first time we met. Mm-hmm. So Nick Saban has this saying. Um, of course, he's, you know, to me, even though I'm a, an LSU fan, I mean, I'll say that <laughs> off the bat. I'm not a UGA fan. But mm-hmm. I'm not a, I don't dislike UGA, but Nick right. Saban to me is the greatest, one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach I've ever seen. Uh, there's several others I would name, but because of his continued success, he has a saying the people, they don't, they, when he says they, he means his team don't care what you know until yeah. they know that you care. Right. And the same thing goes for us. The young people don't care what I know unless they know that I care. Yeah. And my daughter, you know, you can nail it down all the way to my daughter. You know, I can tell her something, but if she doesn't think that I care, she mm-hmm. may listen, but she doesn't really care what I know. Right. right? They right. have to know that we are actually in it all the way. And mm-hmm. so, as you were saying, I um, I try to build that trust in that relationship um, to make sure that the young people know we are here to support you. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You're learning. And, you know, how many of us have been in that position? I can raise my hand. I, I haven't always looked this old. I mean, I always tell people that all the time. I haven't always mm-hmm. looked like I'm 50, but I was once 14, 15, right. 16, 17, 18. So right. giving them the grace and the space to learn how to grow into a young adult, um, even some of the mistakes may be more severe than others' person's mm-hmm. mistakes, but you give them the grace. And then you support no matter what. Um, even at their lowest points, which is ironically when everyone needs that support. Yeah. So you don't want to have someone feel worse when they come and see you. At least that's been my motto. I want to leave them to leave feeling a little bit better. Right. Um, regardless of the consequences or circumstances. So, Mm -hmm. um, young people to me, especially these days really need that. Yeah. And, and, you know, in the type of judge that you are, you're not one of those that is just going to throw all these sentences down without first trying to reach them and get them involved with programs like Four Corners, get them involved with programs in the community. And we've got so many programs with Cobb Collaborative that, you know, there's so many resources and you are always present and trying to match the child to a resource. And that goes beyond the, the duties of a judge. And that, that is just further evidence of your heart and your commitment you know, to these kids. I, I, yeah, I like what you say that, and see, and that's the thing I'm I'm trying. We as because there's there. So let me say this: there are four of us. There's myself, there's mm-hmm. Judge Amber Patterson, Judge Wayne Granison, and Judge Hamby. Judge Hamby is the longest tenured juvenile court judge. Judge okay. Granis is our presiding. He's our chief judge. Judge Patterson was previously chief judge. He's the second longest tenured. And then, of course, you have myself. And what we do is we always try to reach the young persons in the community first. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure the young persons are matched with the support. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting because when I was young, um, I, I, we we didn't have, obviously, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, the right. knowledge, the support right. we had to have today. Right. Um, I always wanted to change the narrative, just for me personally, as far mm-hmm. as, as you just said, the judge's responsibilities or just the community's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, judge, judge Angela Brown, you, you know, judge Brown, a superior court judge. She and I were talking one day and we were talking about 
the village, how the village used to raise the child. Mm -hmm. And then we came to the conclusion, there were several of us talking, that we are the village now. Yeah. We're yeah. the village. Yeah. <laughs> so my it's responsibility, us. right, it's us. So mm -hmm. our responsibility is instead of saying the village is somewhere else, is to become the village and to be supportive. Now, that doesn't mean there are not going to be consequences. You have to, you would be doing a young person a disservice. But remember, the consequences need to be in the eye of some sort of graceful, mm -hmm. um, graceful dialect or some sort of graceful sequence. Right. Right. Um, young persons are not adults. They seem like adults today yeah. more so than we did. Yeah, but they're not. Their brains they're, are still developing. They they they're in adolescence, and they they're not even going to get to the cognitive functioning until later. They're not even capable of understanding things. And a lot of times, parents don't understand that. And I know I had five kids growing up, and there was times, and I felt like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm going to turn you into juvenile. I'm 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 done. I'm done. I can't handle it. Yep. But I didn't yep. realize that. Um, and I didn't know until later that their brains don't even develop, that they can't even comprehend what you're saying. So they don't have that reasoning capability. So, you know, yes, they're aware of their decisions that they do, but yes and no. <laughs> it depends on <laughs> the age. And then what their environment is, you know, what they're brought That's up right. with. Um, right. you know, because your surroundings, you become what you're surrounded by. And if you see your mom and your dad and your aunts and your uncles and your cousins doing this, or you're put on the spot and, you know, you're told to... Uh, raise money for the family and you got to go out and sell and do stuff and you're trying to honor right. your family. Um, it's right. like, who do you, who do you honor? Do you honor what mama and dad say? Or, you right. know, especially if the dad's not there or if it's a single mom or whatever, or do you honor the law and, you know, and right. kids think they're doing the right thing and they, they're just going about it the wrong way, but then they're torn. That's right. They're That's torn. right. That's right. You know, at me. Go ahead. No, no. I was, I Oh, you got a little um, choppy. Okay, there you go. You're back. Am I choppy? Okay, okay you're okay. back now. You got a little choppy for a second. What I say was, I think um, from from the standpoint of young people understanding, like, um, okay, you're choppy again. I don't mean to interrupt you. I don't mean to interrupt you. You're choppy. I don't know if you touch something and something is not because it's like I'm catching every other word. So I don't know if you bumped. Okay, yeah, I can hear you, but your your volume went down. Okay. Because you were fine just a second ago. That's okay. This is a lovely, wonderful benefits of live live uh, shows. <laughs> I don't hear you at all now. Now you're gone. <laughs> We're going to get it together. Well, actually, what we can do, because we're at 20 minutes, is we can go ahead and take a commercial break while we work this out. Uh, and we'll be right back after a few minutes. Um, we'll be right back. Have you subscribed yet to the free bi-monthly digital interactive ego magazine? No? Well, head on over to www egoentertainmentnet.com to subscribe now. This magazine is all about supporting and showcasing excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, education, politics, celebrities, food, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the buttons and social icons and you'll be taken to a whole other world behind the articles and ads. 
At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone. And we hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support Ego Magazine. Track CBPD by Arulo. Indianapolis, Indiana is hosting the first annual Re-Up Experience and Re-Up Awards. It's coming August 6, 2022 at the Spotlight Event Center, hosted by Florida's own hostess with the mostest, Caramel Lucas. The Re-Up Experience is an annual nationwide event that has five core focus areas, release, recoup, remind, remix, and repeat. It includes brunch, raffles, vendors, music, interactive panel discussion, networking mixer, bounce backology performance and presentation, re-up power circles, an award ceremony, red carpet, all-white after party, and more. Sponsorships are available, and vendor tables are available as well for only $40. Visit the website reupexperience.com. Again, that is reupexperience.com to download sponsorship details and to secure your sponsorship or vendor table. You can also contact reupexperience at gmail.com. And this year's theme, we all the way up. Hey there. If you can hear my voice, this is Pamela host of Hospital the Tea, here to remind you that Ego Entertainment Network has a lot for your business. Listen, honey, you need to get with it. Ego Entertainment offers various services, media coverage, red carpet services, promo interviews on air. They offer meet and greet services, honey, not to mention other event services. You want to get in gear. Ego Entertainment is empowered, greatness optimized. We're now booking and spots are going fast. Ego serves the United States and all event types, honey. So if you are opening a business, having a store opening, a restaurant opening, and you want some coverage, Ego Entertainment is the way to go. Call or text 317-886-0296 or go to egoentertainmentnet.com. Rhonda, unmute yourself. Oh. You're still muted. <laughs> God, I'm still muted. What the crap is going on? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Grandson has got you. One more again. All right. So my sponsor, Robert Deletis, uh, ERPtherapy.com. He is the co-author of Kill the Craving, and he is the founder of ERP Therapy for Substance Abuse and Addiction, and he does trainings for corporations, and um, he is one of our premier sponsors. So we're talking to Judge Kareem West, but he just wants to be called Kareem. And uh, we've got his, we got, see, he got his stuff together and mine got, mine fell apart. You know, that's, that's how it goes um, when you're live. But we're, we're no. together now. We got it. We got it together now. Um, 
So I want to ask you when you are with the um, in the court system, what sentences or what programs? Uh, I'm going to ask a twofold question. What sentences do you see are the most detrimental to the youth, and what's what sentences or programs are the most beneficial in your experience? Excellent. So. <clears throat> And that I'll say from my experiences in juvenile court, because it could go even, and I would apply it even to my practice and when I was prosecuted. Um, it's it, to me, and when I was on the parole board. So, of course, I started out on the parole board. So, that was the interesting thing. You see people at the end of the process, and I end up, I don't want to say end up, but now I'm on the beginning somewhat. And then I've got in the middle as well. So, based on my total experience, I've always found that intervention prior to court involvement has been the best case scenario. That is the most impactful and also gives the opportunity for the person, especially the young person, because really I'm into the young person's arena now, even though I don't look like it. I'm into the young person's mm -hmm. arena now. So I've always found that to give them the opportunity to progress and to grow is more impactful. Okay. Most detrimental things that I've seen in my experience, my totality, is really is the reverse of that. Not giving a young person, or generally, I guess you could say a person, or more or less a young person, an opportunity to be successful, especially mm -hmm. after a decision is made that might not be the best decision they right. could have made. Mm -hmm. The learning opportunity doesn't, they don't get it if you don't give them the opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. Now, some and, and what I'll say is I'll say to young people sometimes, you know, there are some mistakes that you might make um, that are harder to recover from. I think you and I talked about this too yes. when I first met. I try to ask young people, try to think through a decision that helps you make a mistake because we're going to make those mistakes. We're all going to do that, that you can recover from. Mm -hmm. um, and that helps your thought process. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And um uh, we had, uh, I was speaking um, in February to uh, Gary Davis, Next Level Boys yeah. Academy, and he intervenes ahead of time. And he, I met some of the, the, the boys and uh, the youth there, and the sentences they had, Kareem, were ridiculous. Mm -hmm. First offenders, yep. 80 years plus, and they're yep. 16 years old. How does yeah, that happen? Why, why? I don't understand that. Like, what court system could think? that would benefit yeah. anybody. I mean, okay, even if it is murder or even if it is armed robbery, but how is that helping them change? I mean, that's literally throwing their life away. And I know people will say, well, they should have known better. They, they shouldn't have done that. But then again, there's other instances where you don't know what the circumstances were. And right. at the moment right. they felt that was their best choice and the, or they, it could have been the only choice they had. And in retrospect, you know, they may not have been able to function or maybe they did and maybe they were just trying to prove something. Who knows what it was? But it, but to set down like some courts would set down a sentence like that. How I mean, I just don't understand. How would they think that would help turn anybody around? Well, and you got to look at it and I'll I'll kind of meet in the middle somewhere like sometimes you have to look at the totality. Mm -hmm. So, and that goes to that recoverable situation. Mm -hmm. um, I always try to intervene and tell a person, try to make your thought process. If I do something that might not be the best thing for me to do, it's recoverable. Mm -hmm. You're right. Some things when you get into the more serious things 
of a 16-year-old or 15-year-old harming someone to a point where that someone is no longer with us, right? Right. Or um, put, I, I'll, I'll use this one, this analogy, stopping someone in a vehicle, putting a gun in their face and saying, give me everything you have, those sorts of things. Right. Those situations are harder recovery. That recovery is going to be a lot more difficult right. because society thinks the safety becomes an issue, right? And, and somewhat um, justifiably so, but then you have to look at the other side too, right? The guidance for that young person, the guardrails were maybe not as strong as some of us may have been able to be privileged to have, right? You and I can sit here and we have a, a, a great conversation on, on a great platform, I must say. Mm -hmm. I'm very amazed by this technology. Um, but not every young person has an opportunity to do that, right? We, we take it for granted. Um, you're able to, to keep your grandchild and mm -hmm. um, your daughter's able to say, hey, mom, can you, and it, it works out. Right. But we also have to remember there's a flip side to where a lot of young people don't have that opportunity. They don't have anyone they can leave their grandchildren with. Yeah, I didn't have so, that. Girl. My mother was like, no, you're not bringing the kids to me. Figure it out. Right. So I, I mean, and, you know, things that I would not have done otherwise. But right. I, you know, yeah. And I, and I did. Hey, trust me. I, I mean, mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, and I, you know, this story about uh, my, about who I ran with and the guys that I, uh, some of them that I ran with, and one in particular that I told you is no longer with us. Well, let's let's, let's share that. Let's share that because sure. well, uh, I mean, and I'm not privy to our wonderful right, right, right. You know, um, so right. let's, and, and our conversation. Let's talk a little bit about where you come from. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and and you know this, uh, you know this. I'm from a small town, Natchez, Mississippi. Uh, at the time I was there, it might have been fifteen thousand people. Now it might be twelve or eleven. Very mm -hmm. small town. A lot of people don't know where it is. But um, I had friends growing up, very tight friends, friends I was had since third, fourth grade. I always narrowed down before college. I had really, I had a lot. I had a few friends, but then there were three of us that ran together really, really tight. Mm -hmm. Right. And I look, but I still had other friends that we didn't run together as much. But right. the three of these three, including myself, or the four of us, call each other the four horsemen. That's what we call each other, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Like in the rest. All right. But one of one of those friends, um, he was he was into a lot of different things. Right. We were all smart. We all started out going to school, making A's or trying to make A's and doing the right thing. As we got older, we had different influences in our lives. Mm -hmm. And he decided that he was going to go a different route. Mm -hmm. um, he dealt a lot of drugs, did a lot of things. Um, and so, but they didn't mean I didn't love him. Didn't mean we weren't friends. Right. right. It, you know, and I, I, I'll even share this. So we would hang out when we got to be older and I was driving and he was hanging. And he was driving. You know, it came a certain time of the night where I would drop him off and we would part ways. Mm-hmm. There were four of us, so then at some times two of them would leave and two of us would go our own way. And mm -hmm. but we still loved each other. We were still very tight friends. Right. So lo and behold, first Tyson Holdfield fight. A lot of people might not even remember that. Some of you listeners may. But um the first Tyson Holdfield fight, at that point he was considered I mean, I would just say this, he might have been considered a kingpin. He might be considered a guy that did a lot of, of drugs. Right. So right. we still knew each other, we still talked, but he didn't realize he was being set up that night. Lo and behold, um, yeah. he was and uh, robbed. Essentially, he had an apartment in New Orleans, right? He had a home in Natchez. He was at his apartment in New Orleans doing his thing. I won't get too explicit, but I mean, we all know what that leads to. 
So he was being set up. He didn't realize it. Next thing he knows, some guy comes through the door. He's asleep. And the coroner, or I would say the coroner, but the detectives say that he might have known he was being shot for a millisecond. And he was no Mm -hmm. longer with us at that point. Right. Um, I had a cousin that was there with him. That person was killed. I had another person there that was with her. That person was killed. And mm-hmm. so at his funeral, the detectives were there. They were mm-hmm. trying to figure out because they have no idea what happened. Right. right. I mean, we all kind of knew, but um, he was we were 21 at the time and he mm-hmm. has been gone. I mean, he has children. He has, yeah. had, had, you know what I mean? He had a he had a fiance, girlfriend. So mm-hmm. he left this earth as a result of the decisions that he made, yeah. right? I mean, that means I didn't love him anymore. Right. That mean I, I mean, we were tight. <laughs> yeah. So, and you said a key thing, people, you had different influences, and that made a big difference. That, that, that was key, that's a key thing, is the influences that you had and your other friends had, because when you parted ways, you could have stayed, but you chose. And that's the thing I think kids need to realize is even in the heat of the moment, you know, yeah, it's good to be there with your friends and stuff, but if they're doing things that are definitely going to lead them the wrong way or possibly get killed, at that point, it's not about your rep on this anymore. You you got to preserve your life. And that, that's the key point you just made, preserve your life, Rhonda, because mm-hmm. I had, obviously I had, I have young men in front of me all the time, right? And I, I don't say that, well, I don't say that with any type of happiness, right? But right. I mean, I think we all have a purpose. And so I think mm-hmm. that things happen the way they're supposed to. And so I try to tell young men, I told one young man this man this the other day, I was like, you know, when, when in the movies you see people get shot at and bullets miss them. And yeah. I remember I was watching this one movie and um, it, it was some, some nice stars in it. And at the end, we thought the young man had been killed and in actuality he was on the beach somewhere and i told the young man in front of me i said guess what that doesn't happen in real life those bullets actually hit people yeah and i said when you're gone you're gone mm-hmm. there's no coming back yeah. and I, and and i got it i could tell i got his attention and then i told him about my friend i mm-hmm. said i have a friend that has been gone from this earth for 29 years i was like we were really really tight Mm-hmm. I said, but unlike the movie, when the bullet came out, it had it, it, it hit him and it was over. Right. So I want people, young people need to know that I'm not this thing that's yeah. sitting somewhere in a courtroom. I'm a normal human being that has gone through normal life. Right. And my experiences I want to share, but I want them to make sure that they know that I'm no different and I'm no better. Right. And that they can be, they can be anything they want to be. I actually want them to do better than me. Right. <laughs> you know, don't be the judge. Go be the president. You know what I mean? Be yeah. be the governor. I mean, it's nothing wrong with seeing our young people do better than us. I, I would think that would be the goal. Yes. But I will say my mom and dad, I constantly heard that. We don't want you to do as well. We want mm-hmm. you to have better opportunities. Your yeah. decisions better opportunities so young people need to be empowered to know there's nothing in the world you can't do regardless of your circumstance right regardless and i think that's that's a key point and i think that's missing a lot um especially now i mean uh there's not as much interaction with parents and kids um 
there's there's like a, a big disconnect between social media and there's just parents are dropping kids. They're just, you know, paying to have them do they're, they're not spending as much time. They're not little things yep. like eating dinner together, stuff like that. Yep. Uh, we had to play yep. all day. We had to be outside all day home when street light street lights start going on. You're like running to, 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 you know, yep. to get to the house as a street light. <laughs> click, 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 click. You're like, right. you know, you gotta be home. <laughs> you're like hightailing it to get home. Uh, it's just, it's not like that anymore. Um, but, but I don't want to be the, but I don't want to be the guy that's the old guy that says get off my lawn either. So I always right. try to. No, say, no, of course, of course. You know, you know, it, it's different, and and mm-hmm. I try to adjust. And I'll say this: I'm not the perfect dad. I will say mm-hmm. that from Jump Street. I'm not the perfect parent, and I want. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because I try to, I try to connect with parents as well. Yeah. And and I'll tell a parent any day of the week. I understand. I have an 18 year old at home. Okay. I know what it's like when your 18 year old is 14 and 15 and 16. Yeah. Um, and I'm not perfect. I wish I had the answers, but I right. don't. Right. All I can tell you is that, you know, grace is always better than criticism. And yeah. I'm speaking from experience, mm-hmm. right? I'm speaking from my mistakes as mm-hmm. a parent, as a father, but they need to know that at the end of the day, number one, we're not perfect. And I'll tell the young person all the time, give your parents grace too. If you want grace, to give them grace mm-hmm. and that we love them right unconditionally yeah and that's something i have and i'm still learning how to do the right way right mm-hmm. so you know i always I, I i'm very thankful for my wife and daughter giving me grace because mm-hmm. sometimes as parents we we it's easy to give grace to other people and then we forget when right. we come home that same grace is necessary yeah. So I think most of us in this business um, or in this, in what I call the people's business, we have to remember that home is just as important. Yeah. The same things you do when you're at work and giving grace, when you're purposeful, that purpose carries over. And that, I've had to learn that. That's something um, didn't come easy to me. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. I love that. You know, grace always is better than criticism. I mean, that right there Always. is a key. If that if there could be a key takeaway from even this conversation, I would say I love that. Grace is always better than criticism. Um, that's a perfect segue into the next commercial break. And when All we right. come back, um, I want to pick up, you said about, you know, uh, intervening beforehand. And let's talk sure. about some ways people can intervene beforehand and what they can do before their child gets to the court system. So we're talking with Judge Kareem West. He just wants to be known as Kareem. And we're yep. going to take another commercial break. We'll be right back, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe we won't be taking a commercial break. Who knows? Okay. okay. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Works for me. I, yeah. I could promote. I could promote stuff, but I don't know what I would promote. So. <laughs> I don't know if I'm professional. No. <laughs> See, I was on point. I was at forty minutes. I was on point. But uh, hey, we're just gonna roll with it in, until um, okay, she, until she gives us a signal. So hey, this Absolutely. is the, the, the 
the wonderful joys of live TV radio podcast. Uh, you, you go with it. It glitched, she said. Okay, so, well, let's just keep rolling and she'll let us know um, when it's available. Absolutely. So you had mentioned um, intervening is the key yes. before they get there. Yes. So what are some ways Excellent. that a parent can intervene? What are yes. some ways that the community can intervene? Like, how do we get... Okay, she says when we're ready. Okay, so how do we get that in place? I want to think on that for a second. And okay, sure. Commercial, so that's what we're going to pick up on when we come back. So this time, for real, for real now, we're going to real, go, for real this time. For real, real. <laughs> we're we'll Thank right you. Back. <laughs> Are you or someone you know accomplishing some amazing things in the community or is just an inspiration to many? Apply to be featured on the cover of Ego Magazine, a bi-monthly digital interactive publication under the Ego Entertainment Network brand. Apply to be featured in other sections such as education, business, media and entertainment, community leader, author of the month or artist of the month. Visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com to apply today. Track Island Beat by Arulo. Get ready for the brand launch of the season. If you have bounced back despite all odds, personally and professionally, then you don't want to miss this. The Bounce Backology launch is here. Food, fashion show, music, and more. And it's all free. Sunday, April 24th at 4 p.m. at the Gallery Event Center located at 5852 East 82nd Street in Indianapolis, Indiana. Bounce Backology. You don't want to miss this. If you're tired of hearing the same music and content every 5, 10, or 15 minutes on air, then check out JQLM Radio for the realest, rawest, and most relevant variety of music, talk shows, and more. Start your days with a little bit of gospel and gospel rap from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of my life, I never know you to fail. You deliver me. Then get into some hot R&B. Some hip hop. A little bit of pop. And some Neo Soul for the rest of the day. JQLM Radio, real, raw, and relevant. All right, we are back. I tell you what, nothing like live TV, live podcast. It, it's the greatest. It is the greatest yep. thing to keep you on your toes for sure. Um, 
I want to uh, acknowledge uh, a lot of the people that are watching and tuning in. Um, we had said hello to Virginia and Sasha. April is watching as well. And I want to remind you guys, those of you that are watching this on Facebook, you can actually type in a comment and ask a question while you've got, um, you know, Judge Kareem here. And uh, if you've got a specific question about juvenile court or something, go ahead and type it in the comments and we could pop it up there and ask while he is here present before us while we got him one-on-one. -on -one. So just want to remind everybody to open up. And uh, if you do have that question, now's the time. Okay. So before we went to break, <clears throat> we were saying that we we're going to talk about what interventions, because you said the key is to get them before they get in the courtroom. So where does that start at, Kareem? Like where? Excellent, excellent, where excellent question. <laughs> so what I would say is um, essentially the first thing I would look for are, are mentoring. So, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I had lunch with someone who's hitting uh, the mentoring program at the YMCA, right? And mentoring can mean different things at different times. So essentially, especially when the young person reaches those teenage years, 13, 14, 15, whether it be female, male, whatever, no matter color, race, creed, you want some support with the guardrails. Right. What's a good decision? What's not a good decision? And that has changed over the years. Okay. Um, so the first thing you want to do is intervene prior to that. You want to get them to build a relationship with us at that point. Um, once you get a relationship built, then you have to have consistency. Um, so someone that will step in and be consistent um, in their lives when they need the most. But on top of that, they need to feel secure, um, mm -hmm. knowing that they won't be criticized every five minutes for mm -hmm. every bad decision. Because a young person's road to growth is laid with bad decisions. With now, that's a poor choice of words. It's laid with decision making right. um, choices, trying to figure out. It's not about a bad choice or a good choice. It's about learning how to make decisions, weighing those things out. Sometimes the decision is not. And my dad says all the time. Sometimes you're not going to make the best decision. Right. But you at least you know what you're getting into to a certain point. And and don't look back, you know, adjust as the decision is being made, right? But a young person needs to have that support, right? He's making so, up. Hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off screen. You talk. I'm gonna I, gotta, I got it. I, got I can't it. believe this. Okay. We're you prepared. keep talking. We're prepared. Now we're prepared for this. So you always want to as Rhonda and I were talking about, you always want to make sure the young person is making a decent decision. How do we do that? Arm them with the capability. Give them the space and grace to make that decision. Um, decision making is a science in and of itself, right? Uh, a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old. As we always see, I'm not going to make the always an adult decision because they're not adults. It may look like adults. It may feel like they're an adult. There's now there's a youngster right there. That's what I'm talking about. But but young people are not adults. Now it's easy to see that her grand her grandchild that she's holding is not an adult, right? We know that. That's easy to see. Five months so we, old. Right. So we know that. But but guess what? They're gonna that their grandchild's probably gonna make a lot of decisions. Say other than okay, am I gonna take this father's day or not? You know what I mean? But when a young person reaches teenage years, there's lots of influences. Mm -hmm. There are lots of peer pressure. The circumstances they're in may not be the best, and they may be okay. I mean, I made a lot of decisions that sometimes are not in my best interest, but that's part of a young person learning, right? So w 
what we want to do is make sure they have guardrails, make sure they have protection, support to where they can express those decisions and not feel like they're going to be criticized. They're going to be trampled on. They're going to be um, just held down. No, it's not going to be the case. Now, there are some decisions that young people may make that are harder to recover from. And that's why I always say that to a young person. Hey, think through the decision, weigh it out. Mm-hmm. Where what may happen? What are the ups and downs of that decision, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then be able to be comfortable with the decision you make based on the information you have. The road to learning how to make decisions. Um, learning how to do that in and of itself the key to the path of whatever purpose that they have. Because everyone is everyone has a purpose. Right. Right. Everyone right. has a purpose. So getting a good mentor to show them how to do that. I mean, that could be the parents, quite mm-hmm. honestly. But of course, we you know our kids don't like to listen to us a whole lot. So yeah, our young people like to listen to me. Like, yeah, you're just mom. <laughs> yeah. You may you be different. Yeah, you yeah, haven't done yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But yep. you have to, we have to give them the space to grow. Right. And the only way we can do that is to allow them to make decisions, good, bad, and different, right. or whatever we think. Give them the chance to make a decision. Yep. They become better equipped to do that so and i love that and you know and um and i truly believe you know everything happens on purpose uh even even this even 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 to i had to watch the baby today and he woke up because you know one thing that and his hair is all over the place but hey it is yeah um, he's gonna like that i have no hair so (laughs) i wish i could get that hair (laughs) you know a lot of times i think and it's this is perfect i mean he's five months old um, you know, and every kid that comes before your court starts out like this. And, like you that. know, and so who knows what decisions he's going to make? Who knows right. what things, but it's, you know, so I like what you're saying about, you know, interceding ahead of time and having things available because how, how we love him and how, and the experiences right. that he's going to grow up. I mean, right now, yeah, he's a little fat, happy, little looking all over, trying to grab the mic and touch the uh, computer and (laughs) disconnect me, um, you know, and he has not a care in the world. But when he gets older, he's going to be faced. And obviously, I mean, he's he's a young African-American child and he's going to be faced with some things. He's going to have some things stacked against him automatically from society, um, you know, and just right off the bat. So in those moments, the decisions he makes is going to have to be, you know, important decisions and, and he could go either way. So I love what you're doing. And I love that you're, you know, the heart that you have for people. And, um, you know, and I think if, if people could just remember, and, and I'm not trying to be easy on people that do very harmful things, but everybody started out right here. And yep. What has happened yep. from right here to that 16-year-old or that 17-year-old that's in front of you? Well, right. a lot has happened in their life, and you don't know what their story is. You don't know what they're dealing with at home. And um, right. But thank God we have people like you and the other judges that truly do care and are really trying to make a difference. And you are making a difference. And um, I'm just honored that you're my friend. I'm honored that, you know, to have you on the show and to let people see the other side of a judge um, that yep. break that stereotype, yep. you know, that's that, right. 
that's right. you're not approachable and that you're not caring and that you're not right. cool because because you are. Um, now, what do you have coming up? Um, I know you're not on social media with Facebook, obviously. Right. But how do people support you or what do you have coming up or what is it that you want them to know about that's coming up in the community sure. or whatever? Well, well, this is this is what I'll say. So um, my messaging or our messaging. So and I'm glad you said this about parents, too. So with with parents remembering because um, I am a parent remembering that we want to make sure our young people are empowered mm -hmm. right at the same time they need to understand that decisions have rewards mm -hmm. and consequences right but giving them the space to learn how to do that okay. um we have lots of partnerships in the community of course as you know we made that a priority when we came in um, the four of us, the four judges, we try to make that a priority. Mm -hmm. We go to the schools. So I will say this. I um, I do chats with the judge. Judge Granis goes to the schools and does a legal education program. Of course, mm -hmm. COVID has hindered that, but yeah. we're now picking back up with that. Um, we also have peer court, which gives opportunities for young people to come and play the roles of different persons in the courtroom. Oh, that's right? cool. Yes, which that's is what, cool. what really they need to understand. We're holding these positions for them. Right. We everything from psychiatrists, everything from the bailiff, the clerk, mm -hmm. the judge, the attorney. These are all things that I tell young people all the time. Hey, I'm 50. Uh, mm -hmm. Time is coming to a close for Kareem. Yeah. Right. But that's how life is. And mm -hmm. I'm OK with that. I want young people to know that Kareem is sitting in a place where I will be doing. Yeah. I being the young person or the attorneys or the bailiff or the clerk or the deputies, these are all persons that we are looking to young people for that leadership. That is, this is you all's opportunities. I'm not gonna be there forever, neither are they. Um, we also, obviously, you know, we partner with Four Corners. I'm very, very grateful to have their partnership along with communities and schools. These are all people that we partner with in the community as a court to try and make sure we intervene beforehand. Uh, communities and schools, Four Corners, they are all really willing and able, right? Um, we have different courts in our court, in a um, in the juvenile court, behavioral uh, health uh, calendar that I do. We also have rising. Okay. Uh, we have a drug court. We have a family treatment court. Okay. All these things are interventions that we try and provide services uh, for our fellow community people. You know, we, we're part of the community, too. So right. I think that people need to understand that don't hesitate to call juvenile court prior to. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's what we're there for. I'm there to support you all. So call us. Hey, you got you got a question? You need something? Let us know. We're, we're okay. here for that. That's so how for. how do they reach you? Like, is there an email, sure. or a phone number? Sure. I mean, we have we have a website, Cobb County Juvenile Court, and all the information is right there. It's right there. All of our phone numbers, all of our emails, all of our contact information is right there. And and they, I know a lot of people are hesitant to call with just regular questions, but that's what we're there for. Our, our, our court administrator, Adolphus Graves, our assistant court administrator, Janessa Naren, they're, they're very professional and they know how to provide support that's needed. No, that's okay. He, he's like, yeah, let me, let me get a plug like, in yeah. too. I like he's that. I like that. That's right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's right. But that's I mean, awesome. he's, remember, we're holding the positions for him too. For him, he's right. Months, but exactly. it, won't, it won't be he's long. Excited. His little finger going and everything. Yeah. He goes See? quick. He goes quick. So please. <laughs> 
if I could leave your listeners with anything, just let them know, hey, we are normal people. Right. Um, every person I look at, I look at as though it could be me, and it has been me, my daughter, <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. So remember, we are normal. We are, we are approachable, and we want to help. So if I can leave with anything, I would leave with that. Definitely. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for being my guest tonight. And uh, this is a great show. Um, and uh, if you guys are listening, then please make sure you share this because this we, we covered a lot of stuff in this and this message <laughs> needs to get out. Um, you know, and if you want to uh, be a get. Oh, here we go. We got one thing. Uh, April says, I don't think they have enough programs in school like they did when I was a teen. We had classes that taught us how to yeah. be self-sufficient. Uh, and that, that's very, very true. And maybe we can pick up another um, time, Kareem, that we can Perfect. have uh, just interaction with. That's right. Set up that's right. questions ahead of time. Maybe we can set that up next time. Absolutely. But, Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, I love. I welcome it. That would be incredible. Um, <laughs> and then but, I'm um, going to let him ask the first question. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, but um, thank you, guys. You know, uh, and if you want to be a guest on the show, go ahead and uh, email me at mepoweredwithronda at gmail.com. And I've got a great event coming up. We'll have the flyer up next week. Um, I'm having an afternoon tea party for the ladies. Uh, Kareem, and I'm going to let you know about it in Cobb County. It's going to be fundraising for uh, my, my program for Total Breakthrough Center. So I'm going to be uh, doing that for the community. And I got all kinds of good stuff to tell you about. But it's going to be May 7th, the day before Mother's Day um, in the afternoon. And we're going to have an upscale afternoon high tea. And uh, it's going to be an uh, incredible event. So it's going to be awesome. But uh, thank you so much. And um, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like it. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Kareem. Thanks, Thanks, everybody, for watching. Share this tonight because I'm telling you, this, this message needs to get out. And thank you uh, for what you're doing in the community. Thank you for what you're doing for our kids. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your commitment. Um, you're making a difference. Thank you. And Lady J, great platform. Thank y'all. The great, <laughs> great platform. I love this. Thank y'all very much. All right, y'all have a good night. <laughs> and and on that, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>